Okay, so this will be our Sunday cool down after the Super Bowl, where we probably randomly talk about events going on the past couple of weeks and see what uh, what we want to uh, get it about or not heated. We'll see, I guess. So what do you got to start off with? What uh, what am I been thinking about? Yeah. What are these? What are these UFOs? What are they? What's what's going on? What, what's, what's are they weather balloons or are they not weather balloons? Well, were they, were they weather balloons and now we're just finding all kinds of stuff? Are they shooting down because now they're breaking out? Uh, what's going on? Yeah, I mean the thing the thing is, we're not going to know very much, right? Because there's probably going to be a lot of top secret stuff they don't want to say to us, you know, because they probably have they probably know stuff about these things then. And so we're just left to speculate. So, of course, each side will speculate a story that makes their side looks good or bad, right? But, you know, I think that's the challenge with this. It's almost all speculation, right? They're going to be pretty coy about how much they're going to tell us about all this. But it is super weird that we had, you know, none of these things. And now we have five in, in a course of five days or whatever. Well, apparently we did have them, but, but our previous administration didn't care that we had them. So they briefed them on them. And this is if we believe that too. Right, because even that is a little questionable because people are sort of saying we might have, we might not have. I mean, I don't even know for sure how real that story is. But it does seem odd that all of a sudden there's there's a bunch of them. But I, I think the thing that annoys me the most about that whole story is well, we're just not going to know that much about it. And we shouldn't be that surprised about it because it's going to be national secret stuff, you know, because they don't want to tell us how much they know or don't know about. Like they would love for, like we may have those things totally cracked. And we want them flying around because we want to know what they're reporting, but we're going to jam the signal so it's not going to get to China. But we can we can catch what they were trying to say so we can learn something about how they work, right? On the other hand, historically, we get a lot of examples where our military seems completely inept. So it could just be a total cluster, right? I mean, and, and it's, or it could be something in between those two extremes, right? But to make to start making a case like we know anything, like suddenly we're experts on on ufos basically on on in our airspace and everything else right and we're experts on what knowledge we have or don't have about these balloons but yeah it's certainly weird and also you know now this late these latest two like they haven't even said that they're connected with china or not right this latest they don't two. know what they are they don't even know what they are in some cases and they don't know where they came from or who launched them or whatever and what are we shooting yeah what are we shooting down well, I think some of them got sort of low enough into commercial airspace that they were now a hazard for commercial airspace. So they were going to take them down just for that, if nothing else. Can't they just get a big net and catch it and they put it in the <laughs> zoo? Well, that was the other thing about, to, to me, the sort of uh, shooting it down thing and then, um, you know, having to go do a search. It seems like, like they have chase planes and stuff. It seems like they would have been able to chase that balloon all the way down. Like they have they have small chase planes that can do that. So that was kind of weird that they didn't have a chase plane up there that could just chase this thing all the way down so they know exactly where it what, went. What's a chase plane? Well, they have like small F5s and stuff that, that can just kind of circle around and watch where the thing crashes and just then kind of mark it. Oh, where okay. They can watch it go all the way down. And so that was kind of weird that they didn't do that. I guess that they were... We well, you, again, that we know of. I guess they were confident enough they'd find it. Cause I guess it was only in like 40 feet of water or something like that. And I don't know. They thought they were pretty sure they'd find it. But it seemed kind of weird that they didn't have a chase plane to just go down with it because that's like something they do. So I thought that was a little weird. Well, but again, I'm not a total rich. expert on it. What? Yeah, I know. Like we're suddenly all experts in this space. And we don't have any inside info on what secrets, you know, what we know about those things. I mean, they might 
be telling us stuff to make the Chinese think we think, you know what I mean? So that the Chinese think we're dumb and don't know anything about their rockets or seek or their balloons. We are. We are dumb. Or we really are dumb. I don't know which it is for sure. I say we are dumb. Well, certainly of late, it seems like if we can't even keep track of our top secret documents, it makes you kind of wonder if we really know anything about these Chinese balloons. <laughs> can't even, we don't even know where our top secret documents are. So exactly. So sometimes you go, well, maybe we are just completely inept and we don't know what the hell we're doing. Or, you know, or, but either way, they're not going to tell us everything because some of this, they don't want Chi the Chinese to know how much we know. They don't know. I, but I, I don't but that's why people acting like they know something, it's all speculation at this point. I mean, we know very little about these things. And so if you're going to take a side and start saying we should have done this, based on what? We don't know I anything. Say, no, not that. you. I just mean all these reports out there. All I said is, what, what, the, what the hell? What is this? And when, when, they start, when they're showing up the, at the rate they've showed up. Yeah, out of I nowhere. Have, I immediately go, this happens all the time. This right, it's been happening. And we just never knew. No. This one got leaked in some way, so we found out that's all we can do is talk about balloons. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I know. It does feel like that. Like, this was probably happening this, all the time. Yeah, that, this just makes me believe that this is a very, a, a very common activity that happens all the time. You know, and the futurists do talk about it. As silly as, like, you know, sort of Trump and some of the Space Force and all that stuff, all the jokes people were doing about it. Um, you know, a lot of futurists do talk about how the future wars are going to sort of happen up in satellites, you know, in space. What was the one that Bush had, Star? I don't remember. Did he actually call it Star Wars? Oh, well, Reagan had like a Star Wars type thing back when he was going to shoot the rockets down, remember? Yeah, but didn't Bush have a... Have he a, might have. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember for sure. Uh, he, he might have. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's my take on the whole China thing. There's not a lot for me to add to it because we don't know anything. That's all I can add is really, it's all speculation. Well, do you think that it's something that happens all the time? Well, it's, it's, it's possible. I mean, we don't know, but I, it, it feels like, yeah, it probably happens more than we know. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Probably, if we can find three in three days, then yeah, it probably happens more than we know normally. And normally it just quietly gets shot down and we never hear anything about it. For some reason, this one got the news and then that got more in the news. And now, all we can talk about is Chinese balloons. But I, I would love to know, like, I don't know if we'll ever know in hindsight, like how, you know, much spy craft is going on. Like, how much are we sort of stealing information, from, or just learning how they work by watching what they do and stuff like that to be prepared for the next ones or just to know what China's capable of and stuff like that. I, I would love to know about that spy craft because that'd be fun. But will we ever know that? I mean, who knows? In 50 years, maybe. Because they're not going to say that while it's still sensitive and while we don't want China to know how much we know. So, you know, that's one reason why it's, see, there's my fridge going on. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't matter for these videos, but it's super loud. It gets picked up by the mic like crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. You have any more to add about the Chinese balloons? <laughs> I, I, I just, it's just, it's. I'm just saying, if if this happen, if this has happened this much, this happens all the time. Then this is, it can't be a new phenomenon, right? And phenomenon, Doesn't seem like phenomenon's it. the wrong word, um, but uh, yeah, new happening. That's fine. It works. Yeah, and of course, you know, we we've already talked the stupid secret top secret documents to death, but they found more documents in Pence's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We've talked about this I know. About last time. I know. Like, how is it possible that you uh, don't say, oh, 
crap, people are getting caught. I better look and see what we have. Or, 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 I just better call and say, hey, can you send someone, can you send someone of the archives over here to go through all Check my it out. papers? Well, yeah, well, I guess that's kind of what happened with the Pence thing. It, it was cooperative search, but I don't know. It was a cooperative search because they told them they needed yeah, to yeah. search. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I'm thinking I should call and say, hey. Maybe you should check you my garage. To, I've, got four, <laughs> I've got three file cabinets and four banker's boxes. Do you want to go through them, please? I need you to know. I need to know. Yeah. All right. Well, what else you got this week? Anything? Um, The Night to Shine was Friday. If for those of you who don't know that, that's a, uh, it's nationwide, a prom for special needs individuals. Uh, and we participated in our local uh, chapter and it was great again. Yeah. If you've never done it, if you've never volunteered, it is probably one of the most fulfilling things you'd ever do. Yeah. And it's um, kind of associated with the team, Tim Tebow project. And even yeah. and if, if you think that's good, that's great. And even if you think you, maybe Tim Tebow is not your guy, this organization or this particular event, look past all that because it's, it's really cool. It's a really great event. Yeah. We happen to have one of the bigger ones in the nation. It's um, a thousand guests, meaning a thousand special needs individuals, and twenty two hundred volunteers to put this on. And it's totally free, completely for the free. guests. Completely free. They have prom dress and, and suit drives, so that people can dress to the nines. They have hairdressers, makeup, professional photographers, professional videographers. They have. Um, limos that take them pick them up at one spot take them for a ride and drop them off at another spot and food trucks and we have uh they have especially because these are special need people just dumping them into a room with tons of dancing may not be <laughs> uh the best for that individual but there's quiet rooms that so there's where they can just go pet a puppy or this year we had a camel they could go pet the camel oh really and oh yeah you, oh, you didn't get to see that part, but they had a camel and a, a one-week-old baby camel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they got the kid, uh, the uh, in, guests got to get their picture taken with the camel and um, karaoke rooms because a lot of these people have a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, and they love to sing. They love, they love to sing their sing. karaoke. And boy, do they know the TikTok dances. <laughs> My goodness, they really, really do. But so it went off. Uh, great again and really another great um i get teary i know yeah so look that up to see if there's one in your area it's definitely a worthy cause it's the same time every year it's the first friday or second friday first friday second, second friday yeah. in, in um in february but it takes over a year next in fact um, march 1st is the first planning for the 2024 night to shine for our area. <laughs> yeah, and they do them like that where they're all synced up across the country. So they're all ha they all happen at the same time and uh, on the same day. Right. And but, so it's pretty cool. And again, they're mostly sponsored by churches started, but please, if that's not your thing, look past that because it doesn't get, the church does not get thrown down your throat and it's a really, really worthwhile endeavor. Just to be there, be in that room with those people, just so excited, so happy. Oh, and they have a respite area, so, so parents and caretakers have three hours off, and they have dinner, and I think this year they did a casino room. Yeah. Yeah, they actually had crap staples and stuff. I was 
thinking, oh, I can I go <laughs> shoot some craps? <laughs> no, I had I had a um, you had a I job. Had, I had a buddy and a job. Yeah, so um, that was great. So um, that kind of absorbed our uh, my week is kind of gearing yeah. up for that, and um, my whole family does it, and so um, we get all dressed up like we're going to a prom because we are. Well, and they want you to, because they want to, yes. you know, to have to have yes. the to have be a serious thing for the guests. Yes. So they all get a a, a buddy. A buddy, right? Do not call it your date. Do not, not call least, it your date. Do not mislead them <laughs> and tell them that we're now dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But yeah, so that was a a big part of our week this week. I know you participated as well. Yep, I had some work duties, but not nothing like you guys did. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it in the past, though. I've done. I've been a buddy in the past and worked other rooms. Yeah, you have. That's pretty cool. All right, so I wanted to try and sort Uh-oh. some of the facts from hype on on like a lot of this Florida, you know, rejecting the oh boy Amer- African American AP class. Okay, and it seems like everybody's. I mean, there are things about it that are real in in their problem and their challenge, but there's also like everybody's hyping this up into lots of stuff, you know, at once, but, you know, and, uh, you know, and so the latest that I saw about it is I've been trying to kind of follow and sort it out from the, you know, the hype from some reality. And, you know, on on the one side, you have people saying that, you know, Florida's pressured the, so, so in, in summary, you know, just for the background on the story. So basically Florida rejected, there was a new AP, class proposed by the college board um, on African-American studies and uh, and the a and the Florida, you know, whatever department there, I guess the Department of Education within Florida rejected the class. They don't want to add it to their program. And they commented, you know, and they did make some comments on it. Um, and and then, you know, and then it's so that's so then there's been this. Um, narrative that the college board was pressured to to change the course because the college board i guess started working on this course a while back and they they made some stuff optional in it what, um, is, what is the course called or what uh, the course it's officially called i think the african ap Amer- african american studies okay and it's not i guess it's more than a course it's like a program mm-hmm. and then um and so they had come out with one version of it i guess a while ago i want to say like maybe as long as a couple of years. And then they, they sort of revised it and you might say they softened it. I don't know, for lack of a better word, they made some things optional. They, they left some other, I wouldn't say they left them out, but they made more things optional and stuff like that. And, and maybe they did leave a few things out, but they claim the college board. Claim, and, and so then the narrative was that DeSantis made them make those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's even before they rejected it, right? Those changes actually happened before they rejected the class. So they rejected it even after they made those changes. But anyway, and so that narrative that they pushed them to make those changes isn't doesn't seem to have a lot of weight behind it. Like there's some people on the college board that you might say are DeSantis friendly, but whether they had that much influence in this the changes to this AP course or this AP program isn't that clear that they had that much influence on it. And Florida still rejected it anyway, so... You know, there's this whole narrative that seems weird that DeSantis is pressuring, pressured them to make change to this class and then, and then, you know, reject it anyway. So I guess, you know, there maybe it's still pressure 
change okay, it or so whatever, but because I'm a moron, I need to ask some questions before we go much further. Okay. So colleges have to run their career because it's a college course, correct? Well, it's an AP course. Oh, so that would be high school. It's high school. It's for high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But I guess it's it's those AP classes. I guess get created by the college well, board. Well, they're AP classes. You. Uh, acquire exactly. college credit right so, so the college board has to uh i think they define the they curriculum define it, right you know and you have to then teach that is this the same college board that does the SAT freaking tests and all that oh. yeah <laughs> yeah dudes i don't really love you already <laughs> yeah so and so now there's kind of a fight because the college board is mad that florida claimed they put pressure somehow even florida themselves was taking sort of credit for putting pressure on the college board and the college board is sort of fighting back saying you guys never did that you know we made these changes you know nobody talked to florida to make these changes um and and florida still rejected it anyway the department of education still rejected it and you know they're claiming that it's indoctrinating students and it lacks educational value is their um you know reasoning for it and the college board is fighting back to say that that's slander so you know i, I mean i you know, so like I say, there are things about it, but it seems like whichever side you're on, you're taking some pretty hot, heated position on it and it's sort of exaggerating the reality. You know, and and where this goes from here and what happens and whether the, the um, college board will further, you know, modify this course again or whether they, it just won't be available in Florida, I think is still known. I think that has not decide, been decided yet. I think it was recommended. And then there was like one vote, but I, I don't think it's fully decided yet. Um, uh, you know, and then people are being critical of the college board because they're saying they shouldn't have, you know, catered to Florida. And they're claiming they didn't cater to Florida. So now they're trying to push back on that and trying to reclaim this higher ground on that point. And then and we don't really know if they got back channeled info from Florida or not at this point. Right. I mean, at this point, there's so much. Behind. They're claiming there was no overt connection to with Florida on, in making these changes. They happened completely independently. Had nothing to do with Florida. Um, well, if we just if are you, oh, I'm sorry. yeah no go ahead. Well, if we just if we just look at headlines, which we all do, most of us exactly most of us just look at headlines. It we we see Florida going off the deep end where they they're um, banning a ton of books, taking them off shelves. They should. They show pictures on um, on the interwebs of uh, empty libraries because those are all the books that have been banned. We hear that they're going to ask uh, female athletes to submit their menstrual calendars um, and keep their menstrual calendars in, in a place where um, they could be reviewed, which now turns out to be completely rejected and false and it's not completely rejected and false so i do want to talk about that too because yeah i do but, want to clear up some that, facts about so what that. i'm saying is is that florida has notoriously been crazy i mean prior to DeSantos, florida has always had the craziest people you know it's like oh something weird happened uh it must have been florida <laughs> <laughs> right so now, well, that's kind of why I wanted to talk talk about this a little bit because it does tend to get exaggerated in the press and the media when these things happen. Well, that's what I, was, that's what I, that's, I guess I was going down that same road then with you, just saying, you know, we all just think Florida's effing crazy, right? You know, the weirdest things happen there, and you know, we, um, you know, we hear always hear that oh, the Florida man does something crazy, and you know, has has iguanas. Live in 
has a 300 iguanas living in his room and couldn't find his dead mother underneath the, the iguana carcasses. I don't know. Just crazy stuff. All, Florida's always been known for that. So now we see all these, you know, stuff that's just absurd and crazy. And and don't and another thing, and, and another thing while I'm thinking about it, is like AP classes are optional. It's not like these are required courses. Right. Yeah. And they're still rejecting it, which is which is what that's what some of the students in Florida are protesting, the fact that they don't even have the option to take those AP classes. Okay. because um, they're not gonna be offered in Florida. You know, and this year too is the five year anniversary of uh, Parkland. Oh, is it? Yeah. What was the other thing you were just saying that what what, have it, what has been the news about Florida? What was one of the other things that? Oh, the um, female athletes. That makes have, a lot of noise. <laughs> female athletes having to submit their menstrual cycles. Oh yeah, so I wanted to. So that's also a thing that's been hyped up about uh, a lot, right? So yeah. um, I totally got hyped up about it. And I actually went on a rant with someone too about it. Do you believe that they're doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, the crazy thing is it's not new. They've been asking for this for years, I guess. Um, it's not a new thing. And um, and the change potentially that hasn't actually happened yet is they might make that asking that question man- mandatory. Um, and so it's actually been on the, it's been on like, like, Female athletes have been at, ans- answering that question for a long time. And uh, optionally, they didn't have to, but they probably were answering it a lot of times because they just kind of get the form and they just fill it out, right? Um, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. What did you just tell me? I know. I did not know so, that either. I was shocked to so find this go out. go back. I want you to tell me now when that was. So first of all, why do female athletes have to answer any sort of questionnaire to be I mean, if you're in, if you're enrolled in school, to to just go play on any of the sports team, don't you just show up on the field that day, or the first day that they start practice, and go, I want to be on the team? What's this? Question well, I guess there's a bunch asked? of I guess there's a bunch of questions you get asked, male and female, right? Different questions, and I don't know. I guess it's your health history and all that stuff. It's probably CYA uh, and stuff okay, like that, right? Okay. okay so fine. their argument for why that question is in there has something to do with when females are in their cycle they supposedly are more stressed out and potentially more prone to injury (laughs) or something like that (laughs) or something like that it was that's and and so that's why i said that's not even new i was trying to think how long ago that's been in there but the the, they become very fragile during that time i guess yeah and so florida is now asking to make that mandatory i guess that question's been in there forever okay so but do you know when you say forever, when did that, when well, did start I don't know that? exactly. Yeah. I don't know how long, I, but it seems like a long time. So, but, but they're right, right now. They're not tracking these females. Uh, it says for around 20 years, they've been asking this question. What's your source? Uh, this is sources Snopes. Okay. Um, okay. So 20 years. So uh, Siri, who was a uh, governor 20 years ago? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, what did they, did they actually, but my question is, did they actually track menstrual cycles then? Well, who knows where that data goes and who uses it, right? Yeah. It's like goes in a black hole or does somebody actually use all that data? Or did the person running the team go, what the F? 
Just fill in your name and and show up every day. That's all. I well, can. I guess if you want to get mad, I can list you the oh, Jesus. five questions they that have been on the forum for twenty years. By the way, yes, I do. But by the way, don't forget you live with me. <laughs> so do you really want me mad tonight? <laughs> okay, so females only. Okay, I guess you do. <laughs> I guess I can't get much matter. All right. Well, I won't say it. No, but, go ahead. Okay. Go so ahead. It's let's, female, let's do it. It says it's females only, yes. op- and then in parentheses, optional. Okay. When was your first menstrual period? <laughs> That's question number one. Okay. Question number two. When was your most recent menstrual period? Okay. That's And then question three is how much time do you usually have from the start of one period to the start of another? Question three. That was question three. Question four. How many periods have you had in the last year? Question five, what was the longest time between periods in the last year? So those questions have been on there, optional in parentheses, for, you know, 20 years. And I guess, you know, there's a gamut of questions athletes have to answer. And these are included females only, optional. Um, and so now I guess they want to make um, they want to make this required, I guess. Um, uh, that's I guess that's the thing that's, you know, to me, it's like, why are they telling us? Why do they get those questions off there at all? But well, but the part they're fighting about now is they want to make that uh, a mandatory, those questions mandatory. And so, you know, again, it's one of these things that people are acting like those questions have never been there before and Florida invented the questions. Well, because we never heard of them. Well, I know. We I, don't live in Florida. Yeah, but again, it's because some of this hype that Florida gets all the bad. You know, because they're bad. <laughs> because they're bad. And that What's have, up with Florida? And that doesn't have anything to do with um, DeSantos, um, you know. Well, and, and then, you know, so a lot of people are saying that this is a, a you know, a, a plan to somehow, you know, not have trans athletes, right? Well, yeah, that's what, that's what everyone's saying. You know, and then there's like to, to the question that you have, I guess there's a whole nother spinoff about this question of privacy and who owns, how does that date, what are, they, what, what are they allowed to do with that data and stuff like that, which, you know, if I'm a parent, I'm going to be kind of upset about that part of it too, like regardless of what's going on in Florida. But, but sometimes as a parent, sometimes no, if, if you're in a, if you live in that bubble of that area, you're thinking this is just part of student health. Yeah. Well, and I guess some of this came up because um, there an, another reason this came up, I guess, was because they switched to an online system for this, and people are worried that they don't have good security on it and stuff because like that. Because they don't. Because of course they don't. It's a school system. How much money do they have for well, security, well, I right? I don't care if it's well. Some school got five billion dollars. <laughs> Fair, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if your school system or not. Putting your personal information yeah like that is well and there you there, there's like some third party is maintaining all that data so wonderful yeah like we can trust these uh third party tech companies they're always super good with data nothing ever leaks out or gets lost <laughs> but, I mean, but so, so i guess they're going to decide at the end of this month whether this is going to become a mandatory thing or not but is that my question though goes back to is there some some someone mad just sitting there in the back with a calendar tracking everybody's menstrual cycle? Do you think that actually happened? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is this like they have to fill this form out like once a season or like once an event or, or like, once a sport? Yeah, like how often do they have to fill this form out? Yeah. But you know what? 
it now that you mention it, I bet you there's other, there's other states that do that. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Florida, I mean, we, we joke on Florida, and Florida gets a bad rap because it deserves it. But but I bet you there's other states that do this. But why? But also, so here's the other question then. So why is Florida in the forefront? Well, part you know, of it, I know why. Freaking DeSantis, that's why. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to use a lot of this stuff for, you know, political pawns kind of you know, to use it for, to hype up their base or whatever, or to come across as, as, you know, these conservative values or whatever. So they're hype, you know, they're t trying to take advantage of it from that perspective. And they don't mind that the other side gets mad about it. Like they love that. It just puts it in the news more. I mean, we're talking about it, right? So even the people that they get, they, they like getting those people angry, right? That's their whole thing uh, for both sides, right? They just want to get the other side angry all the time. So, you know, they, that's, a piece of it is that's getting pushed out into the press for those reasons. But, but it felt to me like a lot of this was between that and the AP thing, there was a lot of stuff being hyped on both sides. that seemed not very true or at least being exaggerated, you know, or like this, you know, kind of making connections that weren't really there and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to get a little bit of the, bring the temperature down a little bit on this, although there's plenty of bad stuff still in it. <laughs> I know. And, and, um, well, and then, like I said, the book banning is just crazy. But that's, pe people have been trying to take books out of libraries forever. I mean, this is nothing, this is nothing new. Uh, and this is why we see such a rise in homeschooling. You think that's, that's why? <laughs> well, yeah, really. well, the reason you see a rise in school and homeschooling is because parents think they control what they're, right. what they're, and I'm not okay. That's a that's a wild generalization. That's not why all people homeschool, but that is why a lot of people homeschool because they don't want their kids exposed to X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah, and I think that a lot of uh, you know some of that comes on you know the education system too. I mean, like sometimes they do fail or they do you know let us down, so we tend to get. Um, we're more likely to become panicked about it. So I think the homeschooling thing, I mean, I'm going to, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think homeschooling is essentially a moral panic. I mean, I think we've talked ourselves into this as a panic. And so we feel like we have to homeschool the kids. Now, I, I think there, there are cases where some kids probably are better off being homeschooled. It's just kind of that just, but I think most kids are missing out on a lot to not get, you know, an education from a people that are trained in educating children <laughs> <laughs> don't don't have the same kind of you know uh, agenda and um, and also I think the social side of it right is is a worthwhile thing so I mean I'm gonna get a lot of people not gonna be happy about opinions so I'll just that's you know, just a personal opinion I'm not gonna go preach anybody to go do that but I I think that homeschool most people that are homeschooling is a is a moral I think homeschooling mostly is a moral panic that's been persisting what is that is that different from what I said I said that they didn't want their kids exposed to certain yeah, I mean, I think that it's, yeah, it's another way of more or less saying the same thing, I guess. And I, I think the moral panic might be not just about that one thing, but I mean, I think it's, it's yeah, I guess it's sort of the you same think thing. Also, also, people are turned to homeschooling when the pandemic hit and just have not let go of it. I don't know. Most people I know that were, had to be, were forced to homeschool during <laughs> pandemic couldn't wait to kick their kids out and get them back in school. <laughs> but if you think about it, schools are fucking dirty and oh i'm sorry schools are dirty and it's not 
because the schools don't get clean. It's just because people send their kids to school sick. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, COVID's now among the, among the diseases your child can get at school, but you know, the rotavirus and the norovirus and flus and colds and um, pneumonias and mono nuclear. I mean, these are just the popular ones. I'm sure there's a lot of other. Um... Yeah, I, I think that was the other thing about this book banning thing. I also want to, because that came up. I did want to talk about that a little bit too, because that's okay. another one that um, is is kind of being blown out of proportion in, in the media and in the uh, activist circles. So um, there's sort of truth and false in this, right? Because the law that everybody's talking about it is not actually a it's not actually in place yet and b it's another one of these laws that to me is bad because it's one of these laws that says we're gonna they're gonna ban whatever they want based on obscenity but again nobody defines what obscenity is so it's another one of these laws like a lot of these laws that are going in around the country that are vague like this like if there's controversy then you have to teach something or you have to uh, counter that subject or you can't teach that subject or you have to teach the opposite subject as if there's an opposite subject for some of these things right so this book ban a has not actually happened yet it's in consideration hasn't passed and b um but you know it's one of these ones that it would ban them based on obscenity and uh, you know who gets to decide what's obscene and this is this is a big problem but there's another aspect that that is true because it was also a lot of reports that people were um that teachers were afraid of getting charged with felony charges and they were covering up books so that really happened and that and that was an actual recommendation from i don't know some some teachers some some association that that the teachers listened to that recommended maybe they do that they recommended they do that i don't know if they recommend they do it you know just for you know, making a show, or if they really are, Maybe if not. this law really happened and those books were deemed obscene, then the teachers could suffer felony charges. I mean, those are facts, but also the facts are also that that law is not in place yet, and those books have not necessarily been defined as obscene. Um, but anyway, so that's why teachers were covering up books, because theoretically, if they display any mis- obscene materials, quote, again, def- obscene not being well defined not being defined at all then they could get felony charges for having those books displayed in a classroom so this is the kind of law to me that's like just again it's a moral panic it's a failure like you should be more clear about what is banned and what not you can't just use a word like obscene and then leave it wide open for everybody to say because one parent comes in and says i think captain underpants is terrible. captain underpants is obscene or whatever and suddenly you're going to arrest that teacher for that you know and so how's this going to play out? You want all these legal cases over schools? Who's even going to pay that? You know, again, and actually putting teachers in jail because they have Captain Underpants on the bookshelf. I mean, um, you know, so it's, these are just dumb laws and, and it gets this far. Who knows if this law will pass? I don't know what its likelihood of passing is. But and is that only in Florida or is that? Only- oh, that's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to talk about another crazy state? Yeah. Um, Missouri. Oh, geez, what happened in Missouri? I'm sure you've heard this. But which, well, what have we got? Where um, they decided not to ban. They, they they were trying to put in a ban where unsupervised minors couldn't carry AK. Oh, right. Around public property. In Missouri, they're not going to hear that. It's okay. 
it's okay. Yeah, so isn't that the state where the kid went to school and shot a teacher? <laughs> I should not have laughed at that because that's horrible. I probably... So now I don't, I haven't fact checked a lot of that. So I don't know I exactly. I haven't fact checked it either. That's why we're here though. I thought this is why we're here. Yeah. I can ask you about this and say, why didn't you fact check that for me? Didn't you know I wanted to know that? <laughs> okay. So this is Reuters. Reuters is pretty trustworthy on this yeah. kind of stuff. It tends to be just facts. So this is from February 9th. Missouri decides not to ban unsupervised minors from carrying guns on public property. So a proposal to ban minors from carrying some guns on public property without a 21-year-old present failed to advance this week. So this, of course, brings up a bunch of questions. So minors have been able to carry guns? <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> right. So like, why is, wait, can we step back for a minute? I mean, if you're under 16, you can't drive a car. So, but I thought there was laws. You had to be a certain age to buy a gun, just like, just like alcohol, cigarettes, the rest. So if you were, if you were a 12 year old standing out front with a beer and a smoke, don't you think they'd want to talk to you? A state law, for example, allows people to, of any age to openly carry weapons in many locations, even though federal law prohibits ownership of handguns by minors. So yeah, to but your point, well, no, but to your point, most states have laws about buying guns yeah and most states also have laws about who can carry a gun when and laws about minors but you know there are many cases where the minor can't own the gun but they're able to possess the gun you know in certain situations like you know certainly a lot of places you can have a kid at a gun range right they, they're not allowed to own that gun but they can shoot it at a gun range but other but places apparently there, in missouri but they have to be there with the, um there's adult vision at a gun range true True, yeah. But, uh, adult supervision with a sharpshooter, too, by the way. Yeah. But apparently in Missouri, it sounds like, if again, I, I feel like this is being a little bit too vague, but, uh, you know, allows people of any age to openly carry weapons in many locations. So it, that to me is crazy that they had, it sounds like any age, like, how young are you talking? <laughs> um. But I guess, yeah, so. Um, there must be, there must be. Um, but I guess that law has been on the books and there was a plan to try to um, add something that would say minors can't do that and it got shot down. So that's, under, so it's not like a new law that says kids can now carry guns. No, kids have always been able to carry guns. But I think guns. what's new is that kids are doing it. Well, yeah. I think that's well, and doing it with harm. You know, I think 50 years ago or 60 years ago, kids probably took guns to show and tell. I mean, that's kind of the world we lived in, right? Because there were guns in all these parts, especially if you're in a rural area, there were guns all over the place. So kids probably were allowed to take a gun. It wouldn't even be, you know, big deal. Kids could take a gun to show and tell because, I mean, I think that you had scenarios where they, you know, you didn't, I mean, I shouldn't say that too much because, you know, you did have shootings, you had mass shootings. It's not like there weren't mass shootings in the past. We act like this is a brand new thing, but it, it wouldn't have been that unusual, I bet, for a kid to take a gun to show and tell. Uh, you know, 75 years ago or 55 years ago. But, you know, obviously now this is not going to be a thing, especially if, you know, in a very rural area. But so, I didn't know that all of, I didn't know Missouri had those laws were already on the books that um, a minor can carry guns around without a parent around. You know, that, that weird uh, law that um, in our state where you can only drive as fast as 
the um, as the environment as you can safely do under the circumstances meaning if it's pouring down rain you should not be driving 95 miles an hour or sleep or whatever sleep whatever so um could it i mean is do you think there's the same thing there you can only carry it if you're carrying it in some safe manner oh yeah i bet there's all kind of this is like that's what i was saying before is that little snippet in that article was pretty vague i bet there's all kinds of qualifying situations because it didn't say everywhere it said some places it, are, it said many places uh, but it didn't say you can necessarily do it everywhere and, and it, as you note i bet there's all kinds of qualifiers on that and um and so um you know I, yeah i wouldn't be surprised there's a lot more to that but I, so I, I guess the basic of that is that there's this is a been it's already on the books that, that kids can do this and they were trying to create a law that they couldn't do it without a adult present and it, that went down and didn't happen. It's all so freaking confusing. And it's very confusing when we have things that just, we think that make sense and then suddenly we realize, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you're, right. You're allowed to do this? Well, the questions on that, the female athlete questions, like, wait, what? This has been on the books for 20 years? <laughs> it's been happening? Where, you know, we kind of have been, acting like there's a brand new bad thing that's happened it's like it's wait it's been out there this whole time oh my job i'm director of menstrual <laughs> menstrual uh, tracking yeah yeah the menstrual tracking I've, uh, what the hell i mean i just can't believe there's that many women that just continue to let this happen for that long yeah yeah well and parents too right i mean it's kind of kind of crazy well, no dad wants to talk about it to their teenagers. Well, that's true. That's also, yeah. <laughs> if they had to fill out the app, honey, when did you when did all this happen? All right, so one more one more state we we send that seems to be in the news a lot. Uh oh. Texas. <laughs> and this ab abortion pill case. Yeah. Right. So, um, because there was a lot of hype about that, I was also curious to find out kind of what the facts were about that. Okay. And um, so it's a strange situation, I guess. Um, they actually formed a nonprofit. Who's they? Well, so it's a, it's a group of anti-abortion, uh, you know, uh, advocates. And they were, and because the, the way this Texas law works, if they, if they could, if they could claim they were a Texas uh, association, then they there's some rules in, in Texas where they could pick the judge they wanted to hear their case. So they know that there's this judge, I guess this this Matthew Kexmark, mm -hmm. Mariak, something like that. He's a, that's a Trump appointed judge. And it's not only a Trump appointed judge. I guess he's been he has a history of being very favorable to this cause and other other um, uh, other cause. So all of these. Um, so everybody is trying to get their cases heard. By in, him, by him, in in um, in Texas, if possible. So, like, they formed they they formed a new nonprofit in Texas. Had to be there, I don't know, six months or something, so they could claim, or three months or something, so they could claim local residency. And then they that's when they brought this suit. They did this judge, and now, uh, and and so that's half of the what people are kind of mad about that there's this weird, wacky system in Texas that lets you pick your judge, picture mode, and. You know, it's obvious you can't blame the lawyers for doing that because if there's a law, of course, why would you, no, they're going to take advantage of it, yeah. right? So, so, but the fact that that exists, so that's half one half of the challenge is, is like, 
why do, why does it work this way? It should be more random or even, you know, you should get rotated through or what judges or whatever, some other system, but they can handpick this favorable judge. So they're able to do that in Texas. So they brought this case in Texas. And I guess if it wins, what they're, what they're claiming is that um, the, you keep saying they, the, well, this the, group, the, the nonprofit this, group. Yeah. First Liberty Institute, I guess they're called a conservative Christian That's- legal group that pursues religious liberty cases, including those to defend unborn human life. And so I guess the, um, so I, I guess what they're, what they're claiming is that the um, government didn't have the authority. The FDA. Is it the FDA yeah. or is it the FDA? Yeah, I guess it's the FDA exceeded its authority by approving this drug, Mifepristone. Right. Mifepristone. Um, that, of course, was developed for something completely different. Yeah, so, that they're, they're, so if they break down that approval, then that drug won't be approved for use anymore, nation, anywhere. It'll be taken off the market nationwide. Yeah. yeah, so even though this case is in Texas and it's a Texas case, blah, 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 and they, but they were able to pick this uh, friendly judge. If, this, if they win that case, which everyone says they probably will, um, then, you know, they, that law, that they'd ha- I don't know what that means. Like, like it, yeah, I don't know what that, the effect of that is, A, on this drug, but also on just any drug. So wait, you can just, you know, are they going to just challenge every drug the FDA has ever approved now? I don't know. How's that work? Like the grounds that they're doing for this is, you know, is that going to work or, or what, how's that work? Like, I okay. think they're saying they're not saying it was safe so, or whatever. So is there, is this organization's lawsuit against the FDA or yeah. is it against the drug maker? It's against the FDA okay. for approving it. Okay. Um, and what, and we know it's approved for, uh, to, um, terminate pregnancy as well as the autoimmune disease that it's used for. Uh, yes, yes, apparently it, it's used for over half of the U.S. abortions. Um, or it's, at least it's one, it's, I think there's a two drug step. I, I, yeah, it's, I it's, know. it is multiple steps or yeah. It's and it's up to the 10th week of pregnancy. Okay. So it's pretty early. It's very early. Yeah. And, uh, but it's gone up in usage tremendously since the Dobbs decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, the use of it has gone way up. Who makes this drug? You know, I don't know for sure. I thought it's one of the big, big pharma ones, and I can't remember which one. Okay, so does doesn't big pharma get whatever they want just by going and talking to the? Uh, they'll go talk to Abbott and go. Right. I mean, there was a big question about that. Like, you know, if 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 it's being used like that, you'd think they'd they'd be in try to fight this case. But of course, I mean, they probably are trying to fight this case, but I guess not because nobody wants to be associated with any abortion, anything. So I'm sure that Abbott, I mean, start naming the companies, whoever makes it, I'm sure we could figure it out. It's not. Yeah, I'm sure I could look that up and find Um, out. Wouldn't wouldn't be a secret. They want to advertise it, right? (laughs) Well, but they don't want to advertise it for, um, for terminating pregnancies. Nobody wants to advertise anything about terminating pregnancies. Because, by the way, people, most people do not ever want to be in the position where they have to terminate a pregnancy. But, and the stat that we don't, never hear is that the women who have to take this drug to complete a miscarriage, so that, that doesn't uh, kill them. 
What do you mean? I don't understand. If you're if you have a miscarriage, I mean, knock wood, I, we haven't had to experience that. Um, you know, sometimes the rejection doesn't. It, oh, I the see. Explo- uh, nature doesn't handle it very cleanly and very well, and so something has to happen. And you so think that, it's the same drug? Yeah. They use it for that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that, that whether this is a narrow. You know, they're 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 trying to say it wasn't approved for this narrow use, or it's a wider, like it's not approved for anything. So I'm not sure. Could the, okay, first of all, so if this is if if and when's when's that getting heard? Oh no, sorry. The group that's actually suing is this new group they made called the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, which they formed. They they formed this three months before suing. So that's that way they could claim residency in Amarillo, Texas. And the Hippocratic Oath means you do no harm, right? Yeah, Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine. I mean, it's just a made-up name. <laughs> so having a um, decaying dead tissue just hang out inside you is not no not healthy. So I guess it's used in combination with misoprostol for medica- medication abortions. So here's so I, so there's many questions. First of all, did you say when it was going to? Um, well, it hasn't decided yet. Um, it, the next step is either he's going to do preliminary hearings or he's going to go straight to trial. Uh, I don't know if it says when he's going to make that decision, but I guess that's the next step is he would make that call. I don't think a date any dates have been set. I'm sure. I mean, because it's an old drug. It's not a new drug. No, it's not a new it, drug. That drug's been available well, for... Well, it was approved 20 years ago. Right. Everything's 20 years ago now. Seems like, yeah. More than that, because it was you know, approved in 2000. Right. So I'm sure there's other drugs that can slide right in there to take their place. Are you, though? Mm, yeah. That are approved by the FDA, though? I mean, this might be a precedent of some sort. I'm sure it's going to be a precedent. But there might be a. I'm, there's. I'm sure there's drugs on the market. I'm surprised if that was true. I'm surprised that it's not. That's not mentioned in anything. Even well, it's though, not one that's even the, the low, you know, the low hype. Um, this is just the fantasy that I want it to be true. Yeah, it probably is a fantasy that you want it to be true. But yeah, it's pretty crazy that the law allows this to happen, and it's, you know, it's not a left or right thing. It's like both the left and right sort of take advantage of this thing, right? I mean, if you can pick your own judge, you're going to go to that place where you can pick your own judge. Hell yeah, I'm going to pick my own judge if I could. Yeah. But I kind of want, it was another one of these ones that seemed to have a lot of hype around it. So I kind of wanted to kind of talk about the sort of the reality of where, where it is a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's pretty big deal. I mean, if this judge does say, uh, overturn that approval, sounds like it has a pretty big effect. Yeah, it will be. And then, of course, the terrible earthquake. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I was, you know, just I've seen a few things about that. I mean, I guess there was a because it's such a contested area right now. There's so much turmoil there. There's no um, there hasn't been any um, aid. There's like no aid. Or organized aid mechanisms because uh-huh. there's so much turmoil. So I guess the uh, I don't think it was the Red Cross, but I guess one organization had been maintaining like one road 
that they were letting them keep that for some small amount of aid, not for this is pre earthquake, yeah, just for any aid into that whole region. And, uh, you know, and they had that one little road. And so they're not allowed to use any other roads. Well, that road is now damaged. So that one road that was, you know, that was sort of halfway trying to stay clear and they had some approval for aid. I guess that road now is shut down or, yeah, it's destroyed. Yeah. So, and and they're not allowed to use any of the sort of six other roads or whatever that are there uh, because of this whole turmoil before, even, you know, before the earthquake. So, you know, we're just not able to get aid into that country um, through any sort of formal mechanism. I mean, there's literally people, you know, drive, filling their car with stuff and driving in there uh, without approval and probably, probably at their own risk to a large degree. But that, that part's pretty sad, you know, and everybody, of course, you know, wants to blame, wants to find somebody to blame for all this. And I'm sure there's a lot of blame to go around, but it's tough. Yeah, this is tough. How many people? I don't know what the current number is. And most people say we probably don't even know. And it's probably way higher than the reporting. I, I last, I think the last reported numbers I saw was 20,000 people or something, but people are saying it's probably closer to 50,000. Oh my gosh. You know, that's crazy. You know, cause you saw some of those whole like apartment complexes and stuff, Yeah. you know, practically or half of them came down, you know, and of course that's where now they're trying to sue all the building, you know, real estate and commercial buildings and stuff for not, you know, but this is, this is a country that doesn't have standards. I mean, and I, I don't want to say standards. I mean, the regulations that some of these other, you know, uh, like California and uh, earthquake Washington prone and, places. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of regulations on what you could build. Those uh, countries don't have that. Yeah. I don't know. And they may have more than we know. And then, and then maybe, maybe these buildings were really put up, you know, kind of under the table without following those rules. I, I don't really know. And of course, you know, these are poorer areas already. Some of them were already in trouble before this. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty sad situation. Again, I'm no expert on it, but that's just some of the stuff that I've seen. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. So I have my uh, science science thing of the week. Okay. Did you see about this? The science put alligator DNA in a catfish. <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. No, they use CRISPR. You know, you've heard me talk about yes, that CRISPR thing. Yes, we know all about CRISPR. So they used CRISPR to uh, do this. So this is like a multi-million dollar catfish. It's also um, sterile. You can't produce babies, but so you got a multi-million dollar. So, you know, it's not a practical thing, but this idea is. Please tell me this really is in Florida, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know where this lab did this work. No, I think it was in California, to be honest with you. <laughs> Because I think it might have been at like Stanford that's or something. That's because someone at Florida commissioned them to do it. Yeah. But so the, the idea is, I mean, what they say they've sort of proved, and I think this is not completely peer reviewed and, you know, so it might prove to not be, not be true, but they, they say they've made the catfish more resistant to disease, um, you know, by, by, by injecting, or I shouldn't say injecting isn't right, but by, uh, I don't know adding to this yeah. catfish DNA yeah. with this alligator DNA. Um, 
because alligators, I guess they basically, their whole body is bacteria all the time. Yeah. And it would kill us in an instant with that to have this much bacteria. But like for them, it's just normal. And they've been around for hundreds of millions of years. They're, How is that possible? The earth is only 2,000 years old, 30,000 yeah. years old. Yeah. So I think this work happened in, uh, in, in at Stanford, I want to say, but I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and I know it uh, was, a, was a team effort with some multiple labs last I saw. But um, but yeah, so basically it's not really a very practical thing because obviously you can't spend a million dollars per catfish and then make them sterile uh, if you're doing fish farming or whatever. But the idea I think they're trying to show is maybe this kind of thing has some future, but it brings up obviously a lot of issues, right? I mean, would people, would you eat, you know, fish that had alligator parts? I probably do eat fish that have alligator <laughs> parts because, I mean... We we don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to GMO stuff. Everybody says, oh, you, you know, GMO. Uh, I won't need anything that's GMO. Everything's GMO. Yeah, I so I guess they pulled some people who said they probably they might not eat an alligator hybrid fish. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you think that um, that lab grown meat is dead? You mean because marketing-wise or yeah. like it wouldn't get approved? Both. They just said that it's not. there's not going to be any way to make it financially feasible to do a lab-grown meat. We're just going to have to stick with your Beyond Burger. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Over time, they have to be able to get economies of scale that they can do it. It may be a long time, but I, I, I may not be in my lifetime, but I, I, I have to believe they could work out those procedures. I mean, maybe not any near-term future, but, oh yeah. So for now we're stuck with Beyond Meat and Impossible and all that. Yeah. Well, and they don't have the ability to really make like a steak texture. They can do the ground beef thing pretty good, but they can't really make meat textured more like the meat we're used to. Yeah. Other than ground like that. You know, and so there's, it does bring up all those questions though of, you know, this whole idea of transgenic, food will we will that get approved could that get approved how would that get approved and then sort of ethical questions about this stuff i mean it's it's it this whole crispr thing opens up all those you know yeah. a lot of those questions you know and, and it's like you always think we come out with these new things and and you know like the television well here's the television well everyone there'll never be anyone that's misinformed ever now this is going to solve all our problems democracy is going to be great as everyone will just be getting all this great information all the time so guess what happened? you know then we get the kardashians right <laughs> <laughs> so same thing with the internet right we're all naively going oh this is great well no one could possibly be misinformed now because you have this great wealth of information. Everyone will just be so smart and democracy is going to do great. And won't that be wonderful? And, you know, now we have next door <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> or TikTok or whatever. Right. But so, so, you know, this is kind of the same thing, right? You get CRISPR and you go, Oh, this will be great. I mean, no one will abuse this or use it in any weird ways. This will just be, you know, we won't have diseases anymore and it'll be great. You know, but it's like, you always think where do humans take it? Humans take it to the worst possible place, you know, instead we'll be people flying around and, you know, there'll be all kind of fights over how many wings you should have or not have. And, you know, it's just, you, you look at some of this and just kind of wonder where we'll take it. Cause this is how we are. You know, too, that, 
curing one disease just opens the door for another disease to, to evolve. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think some are pretty clear cut, like you sort of have a specific gene for a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, a lot of them aren't that clear cut. Yeah. You know, and then you get that ethical question, like if you were told by the doctor that they could carve out this gene from your kid, do you do it, right? It's a tough question. I and mean, we didn't have that question to have to answer. And I don't think- Can we I go think, back and do that now? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that if you, hypothetically answer that question is not necessarily the way you'd answer it in real life, right? I think those, Of course not. Yeah, you, you, unless you're faced with that situation, you don't know what you're gonna say. Yeah. You know, it's your own kid, you got all these things to think about. I mean, that it would be tough, but you know those questions are coming pretty soon, right? They're gonna say, you know, these five, they know they know enough to deal with maybe these five diseases, right? And they'll be going, well, do you want that? But But after that, it's gonna be, do you want blue eyes or dark eyes, do you want that's where it went first, though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I guess they're, that's what I say. It's like, this is, this is my, this is why we can't have nice things theory <laughs> <laughs> or a pronouncement or, you know, what's it called? <laughs> you know, we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. I mean, it's, we can't, we can't, we can't have we nice don't things. Deserve them. Yeah. So catfish, million dollar catfish. Okay. That's sterile, but can't get sick or is less likely to get sick. <laughs> okay. But you don't like my science story of the week? I do like your science <laughs> story of the week. I'm just like, what, we paid for that? I mean, I think that, yeah, so they, they want to figure out why alligators can have all this bacteria and not get sick, where other animals do. Yeah, and I guess they discovered specific antimicrobial genes. Okay, well, good. So then they... What they're trying to do now is see if they can get other pe other species species to have these genes. I get it. I get yeah. It. But what we get now is a um, catfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did everyone watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> so I'm I'm laughing hysterically here because you, we all watch it for commercials and. Um, and uh, the halftime, right? Because it was uh, pretty interesting. But so um, the big thing was, of course, Rihanna was pregnant. That was very obvious, but nobody wanted to say anything. But <laughs> someone now has made the joke that that whole performance was telling us that she was pregnant because all those white, those guys in the white, coats and stuff dancing around where we're supposed to be sperm chasing her around. <laughs> and I, oh my God, people can read so much stuff into, into whatever, yeah. Into whatever, right. Of course, that, that whole performance, she was telling us she was pregnant. All the, all the dancers were all dressed in those white coats and they were chasing her around this day. Hey, for all I know, it could be true. <laughs> Oh my gosh. She is playing us the whole time. Of course she's playing us the whole time. But it's like, man, people that they have to, they have to see something that's not there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the whole, God, you can't say anything that's not going to be treated political these days. I know. It's like, we're so keyed up in our ideology and, 
we have that lens on all the time. So, you know, and anything you say just becomes a political battle. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I guess we're probably going to wind down. I don't know how long this thing has been going, but um, if anybody has anything they want to jump on and talk about, I guess we could do that. Or also, if you wanted to chat us a question, we could also do that. Yeah, we got a small number of people on, not a, not a huge amount. But it's nice to have some people hanging out in the middle of the night, for at least middle of the night for people on the East Coast anyway. It's pretty late. Yeah. It's late for us anyway. We haven't done one of these. I know. It's like my bedtime. We haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks, so we thought we'd jump on for a little while after the game. Well, since working, working on in different, we used to work together all the time. We were with each other 24 <laughs> seven. So we never really had, we just dealt with it, whatever we felt with at that time. And now I'm working out of the house. It's like, we don't have time to have these conversations. No, not very often. No. Our conversations are what's for dinner. And why didn't you pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, so it's nice to have these times so we can talk stuff out. Let's kind of like check in how you see these political... Well, and I, I see... I, I'm now looking at things with such a more critical lens in terms of people hyping them up because you just find so many of these stories have been hyped up and they're exaggerated and then it's spun this one way and then it's repeated over and over and over with that spin and i often go like that that, that may not be how it really is sometimes it really is but you know sometimes you go look and yeah okay well hey guys this is the real situation so you know lower lower your temperature a little bit or was the state of the union this week wasn't it tuesday i don't know right I think it was this week. I know this has been a crazy week for us. It has been a crazy week. But um, there was the State of the Union, and boy, um, a lot of old people in government. <laughs> there are. There are a lot of old people in government. Like, I think of those old guys making decisions about stuff like the Internet and stuff. Like, oh, are you gosh. kidding me? I mean, you hope they have good aides that can guide them, but... Like these guys are going to make decisions about, they go, oh, I'm going to do this or that to the tech companies. Well, you don't even know how any of that works. Are you really going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. we definitely need some younger blood in there for sure. I know. You know, and it's so funny how people will say, oh, my God, that was so great. It was just so great. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then other people, oh, my God, it's worse. He just lied and lied and lied. And it's like, seriously, seriously, you guys, you can't really think this, <laughs> Yeah, but they do. People do think this. It's like you said before, people kind of see what they want to see in this stuff. Right. All right. But I want to know what, um, I do want to know what school got $5 billion. Yeah. So, so does the school. The school yeah. would like to know too. Because where's my money? <laughs> that was the what that's the song she opened with. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Better have my money. <laughs> but she wasn't allowed to say uh 
Yeah, what did she say? I don't even remember she, now. She, I, I don't know. Just kind of a weird nonsense word. No, yeah, there was no bitch better have my money, but bitch, you better have my <laughs> money. But it seems it seems good now too, especially when they are supposedly going after people who uh, fraudulent uh, who were fraudulent with their PPE loans and stuff. It's like, uh, aren't all of you sitting up there? Yeah. Have forgiven uh, COVID loans. <laughs> you know, and if they're legit and they got forgiven, then fine. You know. No, that's true. But it's then again, like true. you don't, then don't yell at the other people. Why are, yeah, why yeah. are you attacking other people? Right. You know, it's just. Uh, you know, and it's tough when the government has a program like that, even in good faith. <clears throat> There's always people that can exploit it better than other people. Oh, for sure. You know, just the average Joe is always the worst at it. So they get the money last or never because they don't get the forms filled out in time and or they didn't dot all the right I's and cross all the right T's. And so the people that probably needed that money the most were the ones that are least likely to get it. I know. Um, so, of course, the ones with the best lawyers are going to be the ones that first in line to get that money. <laughs> or the people who wrote the statutes. <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I still support the idea of doing it just because we needed to do something. Um, we needed to keep, we needed to help those businesses, you know, try to get through that period. And it wasn't enough for people to get through that whole time, no. but some of them, it might've helped enough to maybe they found a way to make some changes and kind of survive somehow until they can come back. And it was tough. I, I had a guy on this week that I interviewed about that, who wrote a article in Newsweek about, you know, he wants, he's from the medical field and he wants to, he thinks there sort of needs to be kind of a reckoning, a review, a retrospective on what we did or didn't do. And we should have done things differently and stuff. So we talked about that and he's getting, he's getting flamed brutally out there after writing this article from, you know, just the stuff that he talks about, like he talks about how people, you know, were just too hard on the folks with different ideas. And we just didn't really give them any space to even acknowledge that they had any legitimate concerns. And, just wrote them off as, as idiots. And that only made them risk more. And so we kind of failed there is kind of what his premise is. And because he said that, even though, you know, he's a very much, you know, he's pro medicine, he's pro vaccines, all that stuff. But because he said all that, now he's just getting attacked for it. So it was, it was kind of interesting. And, you know, I, I certainly agree that we needed a, we do need a retrospective now. Would have anything really been different? It's hard to say it was, it was weird times. You know, I don't know how much it was, it was probably it inevitable. One hundred percent panic time for everybody. And it was probably inevitable that it got politicized just for the reasons that we're talking about. Like people can't do anything without making it political. So before long, it became a you know a us and them red and red and blue thing, or I don't know, I don't know Fauci not Fauci. I don't know. There was somebody is always jo trying to join a tribe, and and then it it, it just happens everywhere. Why do why do people think Fauci is making money off of the? Um vaccines I, I think people just get um well a did he i don't know if he has a stake in some of those things i mean he theoretically could he's been around forever in this in this you know because he's been advising presidents forever and he's been involved in the pharmaceutical world so he may have some stake in some of this i really don't know um but i think the main reason a lot of that kind of stuff comes up is because is people just got angry about being discounted and they just pushed back harder and harder. And so they just got mad at people and they were just going to lash out. 
you know, could we have prevented that? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because it was a weird time. So isn't there, <laughs> now you're really going to laugh hard because I'm, I'm saying, isn't there some ethics in government <laughs> where, yeah. where like you, you, if you go into a position such as that position, you can't have any financial stake. In, right. And, um, pharmaceutical companies. If you are the head of transportation, uh, Buttigieg should not have stock in the airlines or railroads or uh, gas companies or any of that. Yeah. And Manchin should not have a stake in coal. And <laughs> yeah, I thought that's. Yeah. So I know the president supposedly is supposed to put everything in a blind trust while he's in the, in government or, or not even own it. But yeah, Pelosi, she's, she's, she shouldn't. I mean, none of those guys. Well, aren't there people who are pushing that um, that uh, governor or representatives can't own individual stocks? Well, it's weird. No, there's weird things they can do. It's crazy. It's like what they're allowed to do. I mean, I, I don't know the details off the top of my head, but, you know, I think it was there's been a couple senators themselves or maybe it's representatives talk about this. It's like, here's all the things I'm allowed to do. I should not be allowed to do this. Any of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Questions? Well, uh, no, don't have any questions and nobody's asked to join. So, but, um, so I guess, you know, there's, so I guess anything that there is an ethics act, because you asked about that and, mm -hmm. He theoretically would have to expose any um, connections that he does have. So it's not necessarily, it's not that he, I guess, I, I don't know what that means, whether he could have things and he just have to tell you about them, but he would have to publicly disclose any uh, financial relationship like that. So then the question is, you know, did he just expose them and <laughs> still had them? <laughs> but in the last administration, I don't think you did have to. No, this, this is predates that this goes back to 1968 but in the last administration i don't think anybody has well and there's the whole question of how many of these laws are enforced and checked and stuff too right i mean and what are the penalties when you violate them right um and uh so i don't know the, the they're they're saying that fauci does not own a stake in any biomedical or pharmaceutical companies this NIH says that, and I guess they're the ones who have to, who he would supposedly have to report it to. But again, as you say, you break those rules, what happens? So <laughs> there's some questions there. And, um, you know, but, but the simple answer is it sounds like he does not have those kind of um, ties. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it is frustrating because we found in this last eight years or six years that, um, these laws, we're, we're more a nation of, of norms than we are a nation of laws, right? You can break the law left and right and not a lot happens. You and I can't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you and I can't. But yeah, that's true. If you're, um, yeah, if you're wealthy, especially if you're wealthy and white, you can break a lot of laws and not much happens. Should have married better. Should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> And Grassley might be available. This is the thing. You probably think of the same thing. I should have married him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I know. 
yeah, it's it's frustrating when the when we we see this kind of these guys getting away with with a lot, nothing ever happens to them, you know. Especially like there's all these rules and like these inspector generals, um, and they you know and there's these ethics laws and things like that, and they inspector general inspects it and the inspector general says, yeah, these guys violated this rule, and then so now what? Well, they have no teeth; they can't do anything. They can hand that off theoretically if it's a if it's an actual crime. They can hand that off to the DOJ and the DOJ can decide not to do it. Oh, well, it's too political for us to handle. We don't really want to. So, I mean, all those people that violated, um, I forget what the rule is, but that whole rule about, um, you know, promoting things from the office and stuff like that. Oh, and there's Boya beans. That's just one example, but right. there was a bunch of different things people promoted. Now those are technically our violations of the law, but you know, the DOJ decides not to do anything about it because, you know, it's, eh, it's too political. We don't want to get involved. So it's like, well, then apparently the law, the, then why do we have the law <laughs> if you're never going to prosecute it, you know? And, 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 you know, it's just one example, but there's a lot of stuff like that, that these uh, inspector generals, you know, there's a whole government of office ethics, I think it is, the GOE. Sounds right. Maybe that's right. And, you know, and they can, they have this whole list of things they can investigate. So they investigate it. They proved something happened. They broke, they violated the ethics. You know what happens? Nothing. Absolutely zero nothing. They have no teeth to do anything. So, like, why do they even exist if they have no teeth? Because, well, part of it is it used to be violating ethics would actually matter to the public and might actually hurt your political career. Now we've found out no one cares. And then we get, we get, uh, what's the, what's the guy on Seinfeld, you know, uh, who used to see, he would always say that, look, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically look no one cares Kramer <laughs> no it wasn't Kramer it was uh, like the downstairs guy who would come up and annoy everyone Newman Newman yeah it was Newman, Newman. <laughs> it was Newman oh, yeah look no one cares <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's that's the way it is now these these things um there's no line like we've become so tribal that you don't care if your side does something bad and so you just live with it because it's like win at all costs so if my side's winning i don't care how many what rules they're breaking we don't care about people that's just it we just don't care about people wait wait we don't care about people no we don't okay like how so well like like you say you got the the uh pro-life but they don't you can't get a uh, child care passed or uh, health care passed for children or any of that, but they said they care, they worry about life. You know, we don't. They worry about unborn babies, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, we don't, we don't care about our prison system. We just, we've got these uh, poor, for profit prisons and, you know, people are getting abused in there. And there's no, there's no rehabilitation in prison. There's no, uh, our prisons are just abysmal. We why do we have so many people in prison? I mean, per I'm capita, not, yeah. I'm not saying get rid of prisons. We need prisons. We totally need prisons. But we need to relook on how those prisons are being run and the slave labor that we're getting out of prisons. And um, it's just we just name something and we can tell you how they don't care about people. Healthcare. Healthcare. Churches. Churches don't care about people. Unless you're coming in and putting money in their um, basket, their donation basket, offering basket. Yeah, I mean, I think there's grassroots efforts within community churches that do stuff. Probably, <laughs> but 
you know, they don't have PR companies that are telling, you know, saying, look how great they are. No, there are, I mean, there are people who do incredible things and feed the homeless and feed the hungry and close people and help take care of people. And we have a lot of, a lot of people that we associate with who work with homeless, trying to get, you know, people, um, housed and stuff housed and get their identity back and get their, you know, you know, and also, you know, literacy, helping people with their literacy and so that they can go on and live a life on their own. And so, yes, people do care about people. I'm just saying our government doesn't care about people. <laughs> our government really doesn't care about people. No, and it's so designed now that, like, it's so easy to have no, very little accountability, right? Because you can kind of hide in this big system, mm -hmm. right? And you can just say, well, I can't do anything because this rule or that rule or mm -hmm. get lost in the, in the, well, you know, it's like you talk to wherever you live, you talk to your congressman. If they're, if their um, house isn't in charge right now, in terms of all three branches, they just always have this excuse. Well, we can't do anything. The other side always stops us. Oh, Jesus. You know, and that's what they all say. Right. So they don't really have any accountability. I'm sorry. You guys did have control of everything the last two years. You did jack shit. They actually did a lot. Uh, whatever. There's quite a list of stuff they did, but people aren't really seeing it. But there is a list of stuff they did. Okay. And but you can also say that the four years before there, they did some good things. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some things that happened in there that were fine. Yes, there are. But it's just that the entitlement at this point isn't just crazy. Right. Well, that's why it's like when they do get power, they always kind of fear it because they know it's always the people in power that are going to get kicked out no matter what happens pretty much, right? The independents kind of get tired of the incumbents and they just want somebody new. So they don't tend to, it tends, is, it's difficult if you're the incumbent. Is, is that why uh, they're going to let Santos just stay on? Well, right now, you know, McCarthy wants that vote. Yeah, because they don't have a very big majority. But, you know, I don't know how long that's going to last. We'll see, I guess. When's the last time a representative got kicked out to said, out, you're out of here? It's been a long time because usually they resign if they're, if, if they have an ethics violation or something like that. So I don't, I, I, I know it's, I know, I think it came up recently and it was something like a hundred, I don't know, 150 years. Like a, it was a long time ago that anybody got kicked out, but we should look that up. Cause I don't know for sure what that number is, but I, I might be thinking of a different thing. That's 150 years, but, um, I think it's been a while since anybody's got kicked out because they usually you would just sort of say you need to resign and they resign. But we're in new times now. <laughs> yeah, we are in new times. I mean, we have people being investigated and they don't quit. Like it used to be a lot of times people would be investigated for something and they'd, that would be enough. They'd be out, right? Because no yeah. one wanted to even think they might have done that thing. Well, now it's like, or depending on how much evidence and how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You just yell one time and you're out. Uh, yeah, nothing like that anymore. No. Or uh, what was it? Um, quail spelled potato wrong or something? Yeah. And that was enough for him. He was done. <laughs> I mean, not that quail was necessarily going to go that far anyway, but <laughs> but you know, I want those days again when <laughs> all you have to do is spell potato wrong and you're out. Ah, <laughs> uh, potato. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> <need> some potatoes. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'm going to shut it down. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Hopefully it was kind of fun. I, I do want to say I'm on the normal podcast. So last week's episode or this, you know, in other words, it came out 
previous Wednesday. So I don't know, is that this week or is that last week? I don't know. Um, that one's on moral panics and, and virality and social media. It's pretty cool with Kurt Gray, who's a scientist at UNC uh, Chapel Hill. And um, uh, I've got a cool episode, bonus episode I'm going to release this week. That's I'm, I really enjoyed doing it. And it's, uh, um, I mean, it's kind of a tough episode, but I, it's really, it's also kind of, I think it's pretty cool. And it's a um, different kind of episode than I usually do. And it's about an ATM robbery and, and next door. So we'll kind of leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a cool story. You'll like it. And that, that's probably gonna be a bonus episode I released this week. Everybody. Good night. Good night. Have a good night.